Good morning. How's everybody doing? If you're wondering uh, what I'm doing up here, you didn't look online to see that I was going to be giving the message today. Um, if you don't know who I am, uh, my name is Matt Jernigan, and uh, Francis asked me to speak, and I'll get in a little bit to more about why he asked me to speak just a little bit later, but um, I wanted to give a little bit of background of uh, where I'm from and how I ended up here and how God placed me here and Uh, When Francis asked me to speak, I chose a passage that I knew I had to preach on because I knew I'd have to work through it um, for the next, uh, for the past couple weeks. But uh, I'm originally from North Carolina, Tabor City, North Carolina to be exact, population 2,700. We are the yam capital of the world. I said sweet potato capital of the world last night and I realized we're the yam capital. I don't know the difference. Um, (laughs) But uh, seven brothers and sisters, there's, there's eight children. Uh, all my family is back east within an hour of my parents. And uh, I moved out here about 11 or 12 years ago to pursue acting. Um, I did a little bit on the east coast. And I came out here and I kind of fell into doing uh, stand-up comedy. And that's how I make my living now. Um, I have never thought I was that funny. But the people with the checkbooks and the bank accounts still think I am. So I'll keep doing it as long as they keep paying me. The... Um, the thing is, though, is I got out here and I, you know, tried to get the agent doing that whole thing. When I fell into stand-up comedy, I started working for a company called Clean Comedians, and they booked me all over the place. And one time they booked me, and they thought they were doing me a favor. They said they were going to book me in Canada, and while I was up there, they'd give me another show. It's kind of a long flight, so they tried to get me another show in Canada, and they called me back all excited. Got you another show. When I got my agreement, the first show was in Alberta, and the second show was in Toronto. And... Um, <laughs> Like day after, right after day, it's, it's kind of like saying, you know, since you're in Washington State, since you're in United States, we got you a job in Maine as well. But I didn't know geography at the time, so I had no idea until I had to get on the plane. So anyway, I go and I do this show, and you know, it's just another show. I do a, a, a big church kind of conference thing, and uh, on the way to the airport from that show, I'm so tired from flying back and forth, I get in the van and I cruise to the airport with this uh, bald Asian guy, and uh, I started talking to him. And I found out that he was a pastor and that he had spoken at that uh, conference. I didn't see him. And uh, he started talking about his wife who was a singer. My wife was uh, pursuing music at the time and we talked about that. He started talking about a church he started. And I was like so like unspiritual at the time. Uh, I, I was like, how do you start a church? I mean, do you go to the city and get a paper and fill it out? You know, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. You're starting a the body of Christ, but we talked, and uh, I got his card, because I figured if I was ever in his state or his city or whatever, I could come and check his church out, and I thought he was going to be flying back to, I don't know, Florida or Kentucky or Asia or somewhere else. <laughs> he was flying back to Simi Valley, and I was uh, living in Woodland Hills at the time, so it was only, you know, a half hour drive, and, and uh, we, my wife and I had checked a bunch of churches out all over the place, and we came up here, and it was when we were the NPR five or six years ago, and one of the first things he said, he was saying something about he had gotten in an argument with his wife that week. And I'm like, wow, I can, I can listen to this guy. Not because I argue with my wife, but because, uh, no, he was being real. He's honest. You know how Francis is, and he's, he's just so realistic. And we started coming. We got hooked. We started coming. Um, very shortly after that, uh, he introduced me at the church picnic. He introduced me to Shalene Bryan, and she had me come in and and do a, a show for the marriage retreat reunion sort of thing. So I immediately got to know a few hundred people, and then I did a show at Impact, and then I did a show at the, you know, for singles and all these different places. And uh, so immediately, I just knew a lot of people, and people knew who I was. 
And it was really cool for me, but I was still my spirituality. I grew up in the church, a Baptist church, and uh, pretty much followed the rules. You know, you don't drink, you don't smoke, and you don't, you know, have sex before you marry. Those things, and that's kind of what my faith was. And then I came here, and I was, you know, I was soaking in so much uh, from what Francis was teaching. But then when it really, really got me was I went to a, uh, a men's retreat. And, uh, and Francis even had me perform like the Saturday night before we left. So even, you know, all those guys knew me. And, you know, you, I just see all these faces, and it just seems so friendly and warm and everything. And that morning, Sunday morning before we left... They always have a baptism for anybody who wants to, you know, give their life for the first time or baptize, get baptized because it's the first time. And I was sitting there, I remember praying. There was three or like 350 guys on the, on this uh, beach on this island out at Lake Mead. And we're, and it's, you know, the sun's beating down on us. And I was just praying as hard as I could. I said, God, please don't let anybody just, you know, be, stay in their seat and be so uh, proud or shy or introverted or arrogant or anything that they won't give their lives fully to you. Please. Please don't let that happen. And, uh, you know, there were like 30 or 40 or 50 guys who were starting to get baptized. And I, and I started praying harder and harder. Um, and, and let me just back up a second because when I moved to California, uh, it's kind of like God's sense of humor that he did not make me successful. I thought I moved to California. I could become a, an actor. I could make a, at least make a living at it. Because if Keanu Reeves can make $20 million a movie, anybody in this room has got a chance, Okay. <laughs> So, and that's the thing is, is I was going to come here. This was my goal. I was going to move to California. I was going to become famous. And then I was going to tell everybody about Jesus. Because everybody would know who I, oh, hey, they get to know me. And then I get to share my faith. And that is such a backwards, it's, you know, some people even think that that's noble. I go to churches and they'll start cheering. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm putting me first and then trying to squeeze God in there. And it's such a backwards perspective. And I was just driving over here thinking about this. It's kind of like, if you just start building a house on the ground and you don't put the foundation in there and you're like, okay, God, when I get it to a certain point, I'm going to shove the foundation underneath. And y'all know that it's just, the, it can't work because, not because that doesn't make sense logically, but you start building up and then you want a certain type of window. And then by the time you're finished, you're going to want to remodel. You want all these new things that you want to add to it and then try to squeeze God in. And this is, I think this is what God is trying to teach me. This is as, as big and as famous as I think I'm ever going to get. This is my claim to fame. I want to show you guys right here. I think we have a clip. Can you roll that? Hi. I got you something special. Does it come in a box? Uh-huh. Is it round? Yeah. Is it gold? Uh-huh. Is it a gold ring? Close your eyes. New stuffed crust gold pizza from Pizza Hut. We married a ring of cheese baked inside the crust with golden cheddar on top for a toasted crunch. Stuffed crust pizza for $9.99 or go for the gold for $1 more. New at Pizza Hut. Can I open my eyes yet? No, not yet. I look at that. It's so absolutely ridiculous that like over 100 million people got to see me promoting pizza, promoting obesity, promoting, you know, junk food. That's... That's my claim to fame. And it's so, it's good for me now to look. That's like four or five years ago. The only thing that anybody may ever have seen me in. And that was, that's like the one pizza that Pizza Hut didn't go with forever. I, the one one, add cheese on the crust for a dollar more. It stopped like after a month. I thought I was going to be very wealthy after that. But anyway, it didn't happen. Then they hired Jessica Simpson the next year and it was all over for me. But... That's what I'm saying. It's just like it's so weird that I, I wanted to try to become famous and then tell everybody. And I was just like, I go back to the beach at this men's retreat and I'm sitting there and I'm praying that prayer. God, please don't let anybody 
sit on this beach and please just let them give their lives fully to you. Please just give it all to you. And about 30 seconds later, my heart was beating out of my chest. And I'm going, no, God, I wasn't praying for me. I was praying for... That was an outward prayer. I was being... That was an unselfish prayer. And I was, it was undeniable. And then I, you know, for a minute or two, I sat there. I'm like, no, I can't. These guys think that I'm spiritual. They think that I know what's going on. I felt like a leader, even on my boat, to be uh, relational and understand scripture and what it was all about. And I just realized that. And what I said when I, I, I finally stood up and I walked up front and I said, you know what? I, I talk about all these things I'm going to do for God. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So when I get to this certain point in my life, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to end up going on my whole life and never actually fully given in my life. And that was a huge for me. And what's amazing is that, that that was a great turning point in my life to where I got really serious about my faith. But the, I went crazy Christian. I have, you know, I put all cra- Christian music in my CD player. I started using Christian lingo and all this Christianese terms. And it's nothing, I mean, you know, it's just like you, sometimes you get caught up in that. And that, that's what happened with me where I couldn't talk to people that weren't believers. It was this weird talk and I felt myself trying to manipulate conversations to, to get to that spiritual point and try to fake them out. And one thing that I've learned, especially having been in the entertainment business and worked in that, that realm, is that the world people who don't believe that Jesus Christ saved them, that God saved them through Jesus Christ, that gave their lives fully, that fully believe in Jesus, people who don't believe that, people out in the world, they can see right through people being fake. They can see right through people trying to get one over on them quicker than we can. Because us as Christians, we can be in a, in a room and we're so gracious and we're so giving, we're so loving, which is what we're called to do that I could f- fool you guys and you can fool your friends. We could fool Francis and we can fool our spouses or our kids. But, it, you know, we're not fooling God. And, we, and, and that's one thing that I really learned here is just... Wanting to be real and kind of, it's kind of like a pendulum where I felt like I had this faith, but I was just the right, the same old guy, grew up in church, thought I was saved, but I got to live the same way I wanted, follow a couple of rules. And then I was like, oh, what am I doing? I'm trying to do what I want first. And the pendulum swings and then I realize I haven't given it. And then I swing way the other way to where I can't even relate to people. And now I feel like I'm finally swinging kind of back to the middle. And it's, it's interesting because we went back east, my wife and I and our kids about a month ago. And we, my family is there, and my parents are there, and when we got back, in fact, my wife stayed one day longer, I came back, I found out that when she, while she stayed there another day longer, she was looking for houses, um, something that I might need to know, um, and... <laughs> But I was like, I, I, you know, and I talked to her. She's like, I really feel the last couple of times I've been there, I really feel like we're, God really wants us to be there. And I was like, wow. And immediately I could have listed a thousand reasons why I don't, I don't need to be back there now. I know what I need to be doing here. But I said, you know what? I'm going to pray about this. And I started praying about it. And of course, each day something new and uh, exciting would happen. And, and some of my fears, I knew uh, fears about going back weren't justified. I have friends back there who are, I've got three of my closest friends going through divorces right now. My, I've got uh, my brothers and sisters who I want to be there for in spiritual circumstances. I want to be there to take care of my parents if they, if they ever need me to take care of them. Um, and I know that if I fully trust God, God is going to be with me wherever I am. And sometimes I don't know if, if he even cares what location I'm in. Um, so the reason that Francis had me preach uh, today is because we're going to move back in three weeks to North Carolina. And we're not like going back to plant a church. It's like one of these things. 
You know what I mean? You try to put the, the, the God spin on it because you don't feel justified or whatever. But I feel that if we are praying and we are reading scripture and we are listening to God and we are really trying to, um, to move towards being more like God, and that's what our life is, and, and we, we get those, that desire to move. And um, I, I, I think that sometimes for me it's a mistake to try to, to squeeze a, a Christian God program into that and think that that's what I'm supposed to be. I, I don't know if that will happen in the future, and uh, we'll see how well I do this weekend <laughs> as a preacher. But, um, but we, that's what we're going to do. But um, I knew as soon as Francis asked me to preach that I should preach on being anxious and worrying, not only because we're moving back to this place. I never, I don't, I never pictured myself going back there. And even my family, when Shelly was back there, they're like, he's never moving back. I don't know what you're doing. Um, and w- everything, things are just falling into place. And I knew that I was going to be anxious about this. And uh, so I, I decided to preach on being worrying and over the move and about even preaching this week. This, uh, just the standard that Cornerstone sets and how deep and rich uh, the theology is and how accurately we want to uh, present the Word of God. And I'm like, I've got to pray on worry because I know that if I'm not, I, I'm going to be worried. I'm going to be anxious uh, uh, how to pull this off. And uh, But thank goodness that uh, Francis and I have become friends. And he left me an encouraging message that I want to play for you guys that, uh, <laughs> that I think that uh, it really got me through this week. Hey, Matt, Francis, uh, give me a call when you get a chance. Just uh, see if you're all set for this weekend. Um, man, just uh, don't worry about anything. Hope you uh, do a great job. You know, sometimes in class you would uh, you'd, you'd preach a sermon and it, it wouldn't be really good. <laughs> Try not to do that this time. And, uh, man, just don't. Don't be nervous or anything. I mean, it's probably the biggest thing you've ever done. <laughs> I mean, there's really thousands of people there, and you screw up, and it's you're wasting their time. There's, but there's, you know, probably close to a hundred thousand easily who listen to it through the podcast. And it's got overseas stuff, so I mean, it is a big thing. Um, so I'm just uh, making sure you don't. Know, screwed up by being nervous by, you know, like thinking of all the people they are going to listen and then, you, you know, you get scared up there. So I just want to encourage you. Um, great. Uh, give me a call, though. Bye. <laughs> a wonderful and loving uh, senior pastor, Francis. Yeah, isn't that great? That wasn't even enough for him, okay? Friday... I, th- I must have mentioned that week that Friday I was going to really be laying everything out and getting my uh, p- the passage in order and all the things that I wanted to talk about on Friday. I'd set that that full day aside to wrap everything up. So he gives me a call at about 11 o'clock on Friday because uh, it's his birthday and he's going to play golf and he says, "Hey, come play golf with me on my birthday at noon on the and the hottest day of the year <laughs> at noon. Play golf, something I do once or twice a year maybe." I'm like. All right, I'll go. You know, it's his birthday, so I go and I show up, and there's supposed to be, you know, two sets of four. He gets, you know, set up with the, the first group of four. And I'm thinking I'm going to be getting there, and I'm going to get some insight from him on the passage, and he can encourage me through some things. And and uh, so he 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 gets set up with the first four, and then I get set up with the these other th- uh, two guys because the fourth guy didn't show up. So I'm in a cart by myself, 
and we start off. So I'm dry. Uh, there's no one with me. They're in the the group behind us, and they got way behind. They must not have been playing very well. And I, four hours, five hours, I'm driving around the golf course by myself in the heat. I get back to the clubhouse. I'm like, well, I'll just talk to him when, you know, when he comes in, when they finish. And they didn't finish for like another half hour. He comes in and sits down next to me after they finally get back in, gets a glass of water and, you know, sits there five minutes and pats me on the back. He's like, oh, it's good playing with you and leaves. <laughs> so I thought it would be perfect to uh, preach on worry and uh, with all the encouragement I can get. But I, I saw a video this week. Maybe you guys saw it too. But I know, I, hopefully I can at least do better than... Uh, what happened here in a very nervous moment. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps, and uh, I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S., or should help South Africa, and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries, so we will be able to build up our future for our I think some people got mad at me for playing that because they think I'm making fun. But she's gotten like 5 million hits on YouTube. She's probably going to have her own reality series. She's still got third runner-up. And they get the questions beforehand. But I figured, you know, 5 million people can watch this. I don't need to be that nervous um, up here and be worried. Uh, but which uh, brings us uh, to the scripture in uh, Philippians 4, verse 6. If you guys want to check that out, I'm throw it on the screen. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And I think uh, we've probably heard uh, several pa- uh, messages on this passage, and uh, I know I have. And when I was in Top Gun a few years ago, this is one that we learned, and one that always sticks in my brain. It's not one that you can get rid of. And a lot of people from last night were saying, I have to say that all, every, every week. I have to keep saying that. And I kept saying this prayer this week. Every time I would get nervous, every time my mind would start racing, I would stop and I would pray. And uh, it, it, it's kind of easy to get past the don't be anxious about anything and go right into the prayer. Um, but I really feel like we got to stick on the do not be anxious about anything. Because the first thing that I want to try to do is say, yeah, but um, what about this? Yeah, but... This is a different situation. Yeah, but it's about my ministry. I've got to be worried about my. I've got to be worried about the people I'm ministering to, the people that, uh, or I got to. I got to be worried about how am I going to make pull this off. And uh, I think that that's the scariest part for me because I worry about dumb things. I'll walk into a, a store, any store, and uh, I'll put my hands in my pockets and I go, Oh my gosh! I hope they don't think I just put something in my pockets. <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, I'll just take them out. And then I'm like, no, then they'll think I put it in and I took them out and I'm trying to be all cool. So then I'm walking around like this, like the whole time. And I look totally weird. I fly a lot and uh, I'll, I'll worry about getting a good seat. I'm a taller guy, so I try to get an exit row seat. I always try to sit on the aisle and I have to get to the airport super early. I can, I'll get there and I'll get a good seat. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'll worry about it until I get there. And then by the time I, I get in, in my seat and I'm flying out, it takes me about a half an hour before I start worrying about getting a seat flying back from where I'm going from. It's cra- worrying about all kinds of things. It's just Even like when I just did my hands, just like that. I don't know why I did that. And I think about that. Like, why? what is that? Is that the inter- is that the international symbol for worry? 
everything. I'm totally, I'm totally aware of things. And these are just little teeny things to worry. God wants us to be at peace, okay? And this is, that is worry, and that is not right. Uh, it says, do not. I did, I actually did a word study, okay? Like anxious, uh, means, uh, to choke, and worry means, uh, to strangle. And then I did a study on do not. And even 2,000 years ago, it meant do not. <laughs> it still means do not. And I wanted to dance around. Even the title of my uh, message today was uh, Worry and Sin. I wanted to say worry is sin. And then I didn't want people to worry about their worry. <laughs> the last, I, honestly, I, honest, I don't think that it's a good idea. It's like if I said, if my wife and I ever got into a dis- disagreement, and I said, and she said something like, well, that hurt my feelings. And I say, well, it shouldn't. That, that shouldn't hurt your feelings. I didn't mean to hurt it, so don't let it. That's the worst thing you can do because it, it's happened already. So I know that even thinking about don't be anxious, that's a hard thing to say. Don't worry if you're worrying. The application is right there. Pray. As soon as you start feeling that, pray about it. And uh, I know that certain people, it's just like the whole worry, it's just like the whole anxiety is it's just so overwhelming. But what I want to do before we can even move on into the application that's the hardest part is do not be anxious is like can we agree that if the if the word of god says do not do something and we do it are we not being disobedient and if we're being disobedient are we not sinning and i put that in a phrase of uh, a question because it's not like this i'm trying to come up with a a different interpretation of what this means it means do not worry do not worry about um your ministry pray about it do not worry about family issues or health issues or, you know, unsaved family members. Don't, God does not want us to worry. God gave us peace as part of the fruit of the Spirit. He, he wants us to be at peace because that reflects who He is. God is peace. And when we are at peace, then we reflect who God is and we show the, the peace of God, which, you know, later on we'll talk about it, it transcends all understanding. But the don't be anxious... Do not worry about anything. And I started thinking about this because one thing that's helped me is that now that I have uh, small kids, can we put the picture of my kids up there? That's Luke and Presley. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, that's, that's, that's who they are most of the time. That's who they are right there. They're just full of energy, happy, just, just want to have fun and joke around and enjoy life. And I just imagine if my, either one of them, Luke or Presley, came every morning when they woke up, they came to me and said, tears in their eyes, and just totally upset, just totally worried. What is going on? And, they, and they're worried that they're not going to get fed today. Or they're worried they're not going to have clothes today. Or they're worried they're not going to have a house to live in today. And I would, as a dad, I'd go, why would you think that? Why would you ever think that? Haven't I always fed you and given you clothes and made sure you had a place to stay? Hasn't that been the case even before you could even walk that I've always taken care of you? Why would you think that? And as a dad, I go, I would kind of be upset and kind of like, that doesn't make any sense. But I would also be broken hearted to know that my kids were... We're like that, that they didn't think they were going to be taken care of. Think about the God of the universe who loves us as his children. The God that can do anything that he wants, anytime. The God that spoke the stars into place and named them. 
And He loves us like His own children. And we go, God, I know that You saved me from the pit of hell, a lake of fire. I know that You gave me salvation. I know You saved me when I didn't deserve it at all. I know that You lavished me with blessings and love and just grace. And You promised that I don't, I won't even die. My last breath here, I'm going to be breathing the next one with you in heaven, in paradise. I know that you can do that. That's what I stand on. That's the foundation of who I am. That you chose me to be one of your children. But I don't trust that you can heal this. I don't trust that you can get me through this job situation. I don't trust that whatever. That's why it says, do not be anxious. And it's, those are the, hard, the hardest four words to try to get past, to get into the next thing. And this is... It's such a weird subject just because it's like when you start thinking about worry, you start thinking about that thing that you worry about. And I'm just saying that this week, I probably hundreds of times, I started worrying about this week, about this moment that I'm on stage. I started worrying about what am I going to say? Am I going to be, try to be too clever? Whatever. And as soon as I would get that feeling, I would start praying. And the, the cool thing is that in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. With thanksgiving. Yeah, we come to God with our petition. God, we need help. Can you, can you fix this circumstance? Or can you show me how it's going to glorify you? But the with thanksgiving, it's like right in the middle. It's like with thanksgiving. If you start to pray, God, I don't know what's going to happen this week. I've got a, this thing going. I don't know how I'm going to do. I'm going to stress out at my job. Oh, but thank you for my family. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for... Every, all these things, when you start thanking God and you feel, realize how great you got it as a believer, a lot of that worry can just, just trickle away. And the, God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God. God can give you this peace, just like He gives you blessings, He gives you love, He gives you grace, He gives you this peace. And it's a supernatural peace. It is a divine peace that only God can give you. And you can't even understand it. I felt those feelings this week. I would pray, even only, almost in unbelief, going, God, I'm going to keep worrying about this. Can you please? And I would get a calm. I got a calm last night sitting in the prayer room going, God, I do not need to be anxious walking on stage tonight. That is what I'm preaching about. And I got a calm that I couldn't explain. I couldn't even understand. I have a, a couple in uh, one of my small group, and the uh, the wife was uh, going through uh, cancer, and the husband, his uh, his sister's sorority sister was one that got killed in the Virginia uh, University massacre thing that happened, and he was going through probably one of the most stressful times at his job, and he came to a small group and he's like, my wife's got cancer. My sister's best friend just got killed. And my job is crazy now. And I'm at peace. And I could tell that it was almost shocking to him. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And it, it, even, and it was an encouragement to me. I'm like, wow. To try to put myself in that place at that time. If that's the peace that transcends all understanding. It's a divine peace that God gives us. And like I said before, that's when we resemble who God is. It's a peace from God we can't take credit for. And people around you, and people that, that don't believe in Jesus, 
That's crazy. Don't you love your wife? Don't you know that you, you know, you got, don't you need to be worrying about this? Don't you need to be taking care of that? It's like, and he's got peace. That's part of what God gave. He gave us peace when he saved us. And, um, for, I don't know, it's just so, it's so hard because I, one of my biggest fears was that I was going to say worry is sin. And people who deal with uh, worry and anxiety um, that I can't even imagine. People who have got a past that I can't even imagine. People who came from a certain type of home that I can't even imagine that deal with issues. And the scripture says do not be anxious. And if I'm anxious, then I'm sinning. I have to believe that because that's what the scripture says right at me right now and i it's like i get fearful that it's too bold of a statement and but that's what the truth is and i don't i don't want to step off of that because it's the it's god's word and that's this is what we stand on and i don't i don't want to ever give disclaimers and say oh well in this situation oh well, in this situation but the thing is is when you feel that anxiety when you feel that worry when you feel that thing coming on you pray the antidote is right there, right in and there. Stop and pray. And it may be a prayer. God, just take this worry from me. But point out that what the worry is. God, I don't know what to do with my friend who does this. And I don't even know what to do with this person that I go to church with who's doing this. I don't. How does that happen? Someone that I look up to and I see whatever it is. And you have to pick, when you know what that thing is and you present that and you... Petition God with thanksgiving. Present your request to Him and He'll give you peace. That's what He, he promises us. Right now I want to take like two or three minutes and, and think. And this is, almost seems like contradictory. But think about that thing that overwhelms you, that stresses you out, that always comes back, that may keep you up at night, that may make your heart beat, make, get your stomach upset. Whatever that thing is, that thing. It could be ten things. Pick a thing and put it in your brain. I don't want you to... Obviously, don't worry about it. But I know sometimes we start, our bodies start rushing. I already started getting like that. I even think about some of the things in my move that I've got to take care of. And let's just stop and petition God right now with thanksgiving, all the things that he's given us, and present our request to God and beg him for that peace that he promises us. So let's just take a couple minutes to do that right now.
God, we thank you just for even listening to us. We know that you're with us and we forget and we get caught up in things, God. But I just pray that uh, we remember to petition you and present our requests to you, God. And remember to thank you for everything. Just that you allow us to live the lives that we have in a comfortable room, comfortable seats. That you just bless us beyond our wildest dreams, God. And I just pray that uh, any moment that we feel anxious, worried, our minds start racing, our hearts start beating, our stomachs start just tumbling, God, that we just remember immediately to come to you. That's what you've called us to do. And that we understand that you will give us the peace that we just we long for, that we want, and that we, we can't even understand. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you, if you try to think about, like, what some of the things to think about, um, the next verse is, uh, is great. I can get caught up into this. The next verse in verse 8 and 9 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. And the God of peace will be with you. That's, to me, it it just seemed uh, really cool that it, in the earlier passage, it says the peace of God. He will give you the peace of God. And it's a peace that God can give you. And I feel like what it, this so says to me is that when I have that peace that's unexplainable to me and to the people around me and anywhere, if I have that peace, then I resemble God. And the God of peace is with me when I'm thinking of these things. The Holy Spirit is with me. I move as a, as a representative of God, I reflect who God is. So God doesn't want, He loves us like children, so He doesn't want us to be anxious. He wants us to come and ask. I want my kids to come and say, Dad, I'm worried about this. Can you help me? I want that. I want them to know that they can. And because I want them to have peace. Because I want them to know what I know. God wants us to not be anxious. He wants us to come to him. He wants to give us peace because he wants us to look like him. He is the God of peace. God is peace. And it brings it all back around together. And uh, as the worship team comes up uh, to close us out, I just, uh, if there's anybody here who uh, you just don't even know where you are, um, you may have been in church and got a bad taste. You may have drifted away. You maybe never have come. You maybe just don't buy into it. Whatever, whatever reason that you're here, the gospel of Jesus Christ is that there's a God in heaven, this amazing God who is totally perfect and totally holy. And this is the God that spoke creation into place. And this is the God that loves you like a child, like his own child. But the problem is that we sin. We do wrong things. We break his law. We lie. 
We've all broken his laws, all of us. And he loves us so much that he made a way out for us, the greatest sacrifice of all, where he put his son, his only son, on a cross to pay the penalty for what we did. And I can't even comprehend that. When I see my son Luke thinking about putting my child on a cross to make that sacrifice, that type of love, that's what God did for us. That's how much he loved us. And not only that, Jesus, after he died on the cross, he rose from the grave to show us that we have power over death if we believe in that. That we do have a home in heaven with God. But it calls us to repent from our sins, turn in the opposite direction of our sin, live for God, repent, be baptized, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. If there's anybody here who, who's never made that decision, if you have questions, if you need prayer, if you want to be baptized, you've never been baptized, the first thing that we're called to do as believers is to be baptized. Whatever it is, there'll be some people up front that will uh, love to pray with you.